Damn, D and D and squats, and that's how we're starting the episode, baby. And squats are cool too, baby. <laughs> we're back, children of the beast. We can coexist. Oh, we're back, children of the beast, episode twenty three. Shit, I don't know, dog. I I I don't know. Wait, let me. Fuck. I think so because I was listening to us from last week, and that was, was twenty two. But that was in 22? the can, so this must be twenty four. Okay, so we're, we're back in this, episode 24, Children of the Beast. Hello, welcome back. Me, your host, Andrew. Carlos, your other host. How are you doing, brother? Ah, doing great. Yeah. Doing, you know, in the words of the great Larry David, pretty, 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 pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> I, feel I, uh, I feel this. I relate to this. It, uh, it did make me laugh that you did have to hang prior to this podcast recording, like a bat. Like a bat. Yes. Yes. I'll tell you a little Please bit about that. it. Please explain that for the people at home. Yeah. Yeah. And myself. So, so let's go back. Let's go. I, I got to take everybody back because now I'm going to, I got to talk about it because I think I was thinking about, I thought about it later. And then now that some time has gone by, I reflected upon some things and I got some, uh, some things to the first one. So for everybody, I did get the coronavirus. That's what did happen. That's what we did miss a week. Uh, it was <laughs> bad vid. because of my son's situation with the leukemia and everything. But you'd all be happy. No, I have uh, since had two negative tests. None of my family were infected. Michael never got it. I didn't spread it to anybody else. And that's all behind me. Well, around that time, I had been working a lot. And, and you know, going back to your first question, how am I doing? I'm back, baby. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. The corona made me see the light in so many fucking the ways. Vid. But the last two weeks have been fucking the best weeks I've had in two years. Wow, really? That's because incredible. all of last, well, all of last all year was so, so so hard. Yeah, totally. you know, last year started with Mikey's diagnosis on the first of the year. No shit, right? Yeah, yeah literally the first <laughs> then, of the year. Right then, right around the time the corona hit, my coworker gets colon cancer. And he spends two months in the hospital, has surgery, almost fucking dies. That colon cancer kind of cost him just financial turmoil to the point that he couldn't pay his rent. So he moved out of state with uh, a fa- some family members that he has in, in, in Pennsylvania. You know, he's actually doing great. So it, it turned out to be a really good thing for him, but he's away from his kids. So it was a difficult situation. Yeah. That was by then we're only in the middle of the summer and that's already been my year. <laughs> the world's still in lockdown. I'm like, Oh, we should get back to normal soon. And then I had to take on, on his workload, which is the only part of what I do for a living that I don't know. So, and I have people on their contract already. So right. I essentially at some point last year was not, would not have been able to provide the services <laughs> <laughs> of repair that, that you, I sold contracts you, for. Yeah. And this is some big business, ladies and gentlemen. So, but thankfully, you know, as always, your boy came on top after the corona and the sweating, you know, and the, and the fucking chills. I, uh, I've been figuring everything out the last two weeks, baby. I'd say I'm about 90% to where I need to be to be That's able great. to do everything. And I fucking... Booked a new customer this last week. They already paid me. So the year is starting out fucking good. You know, I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah. And it frees me up in overhead for a lot of it because sure. I, now I got to, I, I can manage it myself. And so, um, yeah, it's been good. It's been good. And my family's doing good. This is the second weekend. Last night, our brother Ricky came over because yeah. it was uh, his lovely fiance, Danny, because uh, birthday, shout out shout to out the Rannycast. 
the Ranicus. No, just shout out and to Mizzy, so, not him. He sucks. Yeah, shout out to Mizzy <laughs> and the Ranicus for coming over last night. Yeah. So we had a really nice time. And it was the second week in a row that people came over. I forget. Uh, I think last weekend nobody came over, but it was the first weekend that we had an Alberta weekend, which basically an Alberta weekend, as you well know, is you wake up in the morning on Saturday, you get some kind of exercise, you do something around the house, and then you start nipping. And you start cooking and you start nipping and, and you now you eat it. And, and then dance, and you're dancing on a Saturday. There's the UFC. Oh, tremendous. Yeah. Well, so yesterday, we'll was, like, yesterday the order was reversed a little bit. You know, I woke That's up right. in the morning. See in the morning. Beautiful, dude. So I went to play tennis with Ricky at 7 a.m. Great. And this son of a bitch, he tried to get stupid on me. <laughs> Try to get stupid on me. And I was like, I was, first of all, I was creaking and cracking, right? Like the tin man, because I've been hitting it hard at the gym. As you can tell. Old, well, no addition to this background, but my shoulders look massive. You can't see with the contrast, but we'll, we'll get past that. And so I get to the tennis courts. We start fucking playing. And next thing I know, this son of a bitch got me five, three. Now he never wins sets. Not very often. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of times it's like six, one, six, two, maybe six, three. Not this time. This motherfucker had me 5'3", and I'm trying. And my shoulders is hurting, and I can't serve. And at some point, I was just like, well, fuck it. I, all I'm going to do for the rest of all of this is no matter what and how bad I lose, I'm going to serve as hard as I can. Next thing you know, your boys serve a ride. <laughs> and I flipped it around and went from 5'3", to 7'5". Wow. I won four straight fucking games. I came back on the th- on the fourth, and then it was my serve. Skunked him <laughs> off of the serve, baby. Just he's looking at me like all of a sudden I started serving. So I big brothered him. I think I got in his head because he had me. He had me. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I am telling you. He had me. <laughs> but but it was brutal. I mean, we played fucking like like some Greek ass fucking children. Like, just, <laughs> it was insane. So to the point that normally we played two sets. Yeah. Yesterday we played that one set, and we're both like, "Are you good?" I'm good. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like I'm good, dude. I'm so, I'm so sore, <laughs> but it's great. You know what's funny? I, this morning at bowling, he was telling me about how sore he was, and I didn't ask him what it was, but it must have been from tennis. It must have been from tennis yesterday morning, hundred percent. And we've gotten better, and he's gotten in somewhat better shape. I mean, Definitely. you've seen Ricky in the last couple of years. That motherfucker got in shape. So I'm pretty sure that we lose, we gain soreness because of. Poor technique and being in good shape because we can hit the piss out of it. Right. And I'm sure we're doing a lot of shit wrong. You know what I mean? Definitely. That makes it worse. Definitely. Like I'm sure good players don't feel like this and they're not in good shape, you know? Right. But but it works because we get a good workout. Yeah. So and you're having and fun. it was cool. Yeah. Because we hadn't played since I don't think we played since Thanksgiving. It's the longest break we've taken from playing tennis in the three or four years that we've been doing it. Gotcha. So, so that probably contributed to the soreness too, not playing for about a month. That makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Plus, he had taken a little break from uh, weights too. Yeah. So this past week was the first week that we both went back to weightlifting. Gotcha. So, gotcha. and some of his program he got from me. So we do like on leg day and on like static uh, uh, upper body yeah. day, we kind of do the same shit. So, gotcha. but it was cool. It was cool. And then they came over. We uh, cooked some food. Great time. Yeah. You know, had some drink and yeah. the best part was the, the UFC because at some point, Mikey was in his room and then Jamie and James decided that they needed to go run an errand. Oh, they went to buy something. I don't remember what it was, <laughs> but it was right around the the uh, the co-main and the main event. 
Oh, so great timing. So, so you were locked house in. Quiet. Were locked Mikey in. was locked in in his room yeah. doing whatever he was doing in the playroom. I mean, and you know, yeah. like, oh, because they got a magic clay or some shit. Gotcha. So he was doing his thing. And so, oh, it was thing. wonderful. I just sat there, had a couple of nips like a gentleman, you know? I had taken a little bit of a smoke. Oh, tremendous, tremendous, <laughs> tremendous, tremendous. And then, and then what happened happened. It was just a thing of beauty. Right. I just mean, a thing of beauty. That entire. I mean, the only, the only low light of the night for me was uh, Sarah Morales losing. Sure. Because uh, I love her coach. Yeah, that was on the prelims. Yeah, that was on Very good friends. So I root for her. Uh, tough oh, go, yeah. though. She had a tough go. Uh, but, but, Punali Soriano, our Puna. boy, who, that guy is uh, extreme. Yeah, man, extreme couture fucking uh, uh, representative. That guy? He's been working with uh, Coach Nate Petit for a long time yeah. on his striking. And I know he works with Eric Nixick. MMA coach Eric Nixick. MMA coach of the year. So according to several, it was good seeing. And I gotta say, did you, you watch that fight, right? Yeah, I watched the entire card. Is it okay to go right into this? We'll talk about other shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's like, fucking. I'm, I'm hyped on it. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So get off his opponent's nuts, everybody. The whole fucking commentating Dusko? staff. Yeah, Dusko. Yes, Toto, they were Toto on Robin. his nutsack the entire time until he got murdered. Well, and let's talk about Very, that, right? It Dusko, was. It, it was pissed me off. I, I never heard of him, but I was like. God, you guys are sucking some Polish yeah. steak, aren't you? And, Jesus uh, Christ. It was interesting because Dusko, his whole strategy was just trying to matrix his way, lean backwards out of every punch. And it just seemed so like... So terrible. It just seemed like that works until it doesn't. And P- Puna, right, as opposed to punching kind of more towards the forehand to the nose, he just adjusted and started punching lower where it yep. is, it's closer. Yep. And it just seemed like Dusko d- misread the range, thought he was out of the way, and got cracked. It's the one good thing that DC said, which ties into what you just said, and it's the following. DC said that Puna was throwing round shots, mm-hmm. and that towards the end, he straightened out his shots. It's Adds true. More length. I think he had a little bit too much adrenaline, yeah. and he was winging his punches a little bit too much right. at first, but it worked to his advantage because a winged punch is a different range, uh, yeah. distance. Yeah, yeah. Then a straight punch. So homeboy starts measuring him right. with round punches, which are shorter. Yep. As soon as Puni, Punali uh, fucking uh, strained it, it, that shit landed. Was but beautiful. it was, it was. I mean, it was brutal. It was great. Uh, main card. And awesome. just to give people that are listening so context, this guy changed his life last night because yeah. he made headlines. He, was on, he got a shot in the main card. He fucking shined. And... He was at the front desk of the gym a month ago. He works the front desk right. of the gym. So watching guys fucking change their life like this, like yeah. we've seen a little bit with Justin James and with some other, uh, with Gustavo Lopez. Sure. It's really fucking cool, man. And there's another one. There's another one, you know. Well, I don't know a lot of gyms that survive a long time, but a lot of gyms that survive a long time producing fucking talent quality caliber fucking fighters that become fucking, uh, you know, staples of the roster, like Dan Ige is now, which, right. by the way, we got to talk about his well, booking here, later. Sure. We got to get into that later. Uh, but it's a, it was it was really cool. I was really happy, really hyped. I mean, it, it's almost a shame that that card was so fired because he could have easily won a performance on any other card. I know. I know. I know. But that I know. speaks to how great the card was. Yeah, but he raised his stock. Last night, the, the only difference between performance on the night and what he did last night is that he doesn't get the money last night. But he right. rose to this same level same, of a performance totally. of the night. He got, he, he, he arrived. He fucking arrived. Yeah. 
And let's you know what I'm saying? How, like, right. This was the first event on ABC broadcast television. I did such a flip flop. You'll notice inconspicuously. I have no notes today <laughs> because I had to tear them up. <laughs> Why? Because I had all kinds of notes about how the UFC is like a hooker with nine pimps and you don't know who you owe the money to. And I was pissed off about this. I don't have no cable. I don't have no rabbit ears. I never <laughs> went and got my digital antenna for free television because I don't give a fuck about it. Right. And so yesterday, as, as I, I, you know, you brought it up right. to my attention that it was going to be an ABC in the morning through the text. And so I was like, well, I got to look. I look on, on Sling. And I don't pay for Sling anymore, but Sling has like a free thing just to keep you kind of hooked. They have yeah, a few channels, channels that as long as you keep your thing open, it doesn't cost you anything. Sure. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go check on there. And on there, it, it, was, it, it wasn't on there, right? Not sure. um, no, no, no. It was on there and I never went back and checked, but it said News 13 and there's no guide description. Gotcha. The okay. whole, the, the whole uh, guide says News 13 programming. So I was like, well, fuck, that's a gamble. Yeah. I can't be waiting. Then I looked up an app for it. App came up, asked me for a slight bit of information, and it popped up, but it was also not showing the the sure. uh, the, the guide. Sorry. So then I watched the prelims. Then I went and checked on the I was app. on ESPN Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Watch, the, watch the prelims on ESPN Plus because that's when I was in the sauna that I texted yeah, you. Yeah. And then uh, I turned on the app right after they were over, and I just transitioned right over. Fred Okamoto yeah. was fucking uh, doing his fucking uh, transition from right. the prelims to the fucking main card. No problem. Moved from the fucking gym to the kitchen no to problem. my room. No problem. To the fucking shower. No problem. To the motherfucking back to the living room between my phone <laughs> and my Roku's. No problem. Incredible. The stream. No problem. Well, shout out to ABC because oh. ESPN yes. hasn't been great. Hasn't been great. But ABC has their shit together. I mean, right? They're a broadcast company. One of the original ones. That's what's up. America, baby. The American yep. broadcast yep. company. I, I, it was cool. It was cool. It was cool. Uh, look, man, I don't want any American businesses to go out. So if you're going to do it, like, you know what the, what it did? It got yeah. me to turn on NBC or ABC, ABC rather, sure. which I hadn't done in fucking, I don't even know how long. Well, and right at the beginning of the card, the the intro referencing the wide world of sports, it was really cool. It made me, it made me upset that like, right, that my dad wasn't here in town to watch this card with me. Because I know growing yeah. up, he watched wide world of sports. That was how he got yep. the majority of his sports watching done. So I, I, I thought that was very cool. Um, yeah, it was but very let's move cool. on. Because after the Punya fight, right, there was the announcement. The Habib decision. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, my laugh, Carlos's face, if you can't see it, come on YouTube because he's so upset. Dana White is the ultimate honey dicker. It's Wolf so tickets. bad though. Wolf tickets. Like, I just want to know, like, what do you gain from this? I, I, does this translate to money or pay-per-views? What does this do? I don't think it, I don't, I truly don't think anyone that, wasn't already going to watch the card next weekend is con- is now convinced because, oh, we'll see what happens. Maybe they'll do something to get Habib out. I mean, it's just, I would love for either Habib or a representative from Habib's side, or kind of someone from his camp, to give their perspective on that how that conversation went down. It, I was, you know, you should, I was going to say, this should have been an Instagram statement from, from Habib. Yes, That's it. Agreed. That's a tweet. You just tweet it. On behalf of Khabib. Well, and it was incredible, right? Because ESPN MMA Twitter account was comparing it to the LeBron James decision. 
like it was it was the way they hyped it up for that's it, cool though i mean, I mean for, it, sure for but normies, the, way they, the way they hyped it up so that it would be at the beginning of the broadcast it didn't happen at the beginning of the broadcast nothing was said about it the first fight happened and then we had this announcement that wasn't an announcement we literally no amount of new knowledge came out zero yeah <laughs> yeah nah i mean it's whatever it is it whatever. whatever. But then let's yeah. move on. Because the next fight, Joaquin Buckley, Alessio de Chirico, I believe is how you pronounce it. Bro. The feints from Alessio, right? Like, it was great. The head kick, it was... It, it sucks for Buckley for having such a viral knockout to be knocked out like that in his own. It's a it, bummer, but it's a sport. It's a sport. It's the fight that hypes McGregor the most of the entire weekend for me. What was? Because that's what makes Connor so fucking special. Yeah. Everybody want to play grab ass with the low hands and the right. head movement. Everybody want to play talk shit. Everybody want to play prediction, yeah, yeah. right? But only one motherfucker can ride that train. Right. And I tell you one thing for me personally, if I'm playing sports, talking shit distracts me, does not work for sure. me. Yeah, I yeah. talk shit and here. You know what I mean? Outside. Like, I go to the Twitters. I go somewhere else, but not if I'm doing a sport. Because in my entire life, I've recognized that all that does is gets me out of where I should be right. in my focus. And that's okay. That's who I am. That yeah. I don't have to be like whoever that works for. And in fact, to most people in my life, I've observed that as a crutch. And then there's the special ones, like the Connors, who like the Connors 100% are telling you something. Yeah. That they believe it sounds douchey and fucking petulant and it's hard to believe. But when you watch somebody, his highlight reel becomes more enjoyable every time. Yeah. Because I go, oh, yeah, that's the fight where I thought this and boom. Oh, yeah, that's the one time that I was like, oh, he'll get leg kicked. Like, he's just fucking special. Yeah. And when they replay some of the combinations he landed on, the, uh, the, the Aldo knockout, the Eddie Alvarez right. call. That Eddie Alvarez like, fight is insane. It's insanity, yeah. man. And the these way, are not yeah. bums. These are not. It's not like World they're champions. showing the fucking Danny Seaver highlights. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're showing you highlights of amazing fighters. Yeah. So I just, uh, it's, you know. Well, don't get so cocky so early in martial arts. It really doesn't work out great. Well, I, I it's cool it was, to be confident, and you had a highlight reel last yeah. time. You know that shit was fucking awesome. Well, I mean, that wasn't even last time. This was this was the second fight because he fought Kevin Holland and lost to Kevin Holland oh, on man. Kevin Holland's five. Wow, fight, that's, right, that's, last, right, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. How though, Alessio? Because I've seen him fight before. I, I bit of a fan. He looked massive. Like, he packed on some mass, dude. He looked big. Really so, big. If that man passed the test, I, I don't have any comment on that. Very you interesting. Know? God bless him. I, uh, I did find it interesting that he didn't take advantage of any of his post-fight interviews or in the post-fight presser because apparently he believes that the loser should also be interviewed, which seems oh, to be like yeah. counter to kind of the UFC's policy of not interviewing losers unless, especially when they're knocked out like that, which I tend to agree with because they're not necessarily all the way there. He needs to be, 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 be peculiar in a different way. And like, right, like, I guess maybe, maybe I'm too much of a fan of Chel Sonnen where you have to take the opportunity post-fight. You have to take the opportunity and it doesn't have to be shit-talking, but you have to let everybody know what your next move is. Otherwise, why do we care? I think so. You know. I think, I mean, part of this game is being able to tell a story about you and your career. And I feel like Alessio wasted the opportunity and whatever. 
whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah, but, because I remember the 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 Soriano fight more than his fight. Sure. And it was a great fight. His knockout was And incredible. Soriano didn't have to call anybody out. Yeah. But we got to know him after. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're no, like, oh, this is a wholesome motherfucker. He's nice. He ain't going to be the shit talker. Yeah. He's a guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's all people really need. People really need to just know you a little bit. Right. Or at the very least, know you a little bit enough to know that you're not full of shit about right. the little bit about yeah, you that yeah, they do know. Be genuine as best <laughs> you can, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so, so then let's move but on. But then... Oh, my man Condit. Well, here, there's one fight in between. Do you want to talk about that one or no? Oh, yeah. What was the middle so fight? So the middle fight, the one in between was a welterweight fight. It was a return of Santiago Ponzanibo versus Lee Jingling. G, uh, Lee Jingliang, who- I stand corrected. I pressed the wrong button on my Roku and the motherfucker went out and I had to reboot it. I had to reboot the Roku. <laughs> so you didn't see this To fight. relaunch the app. No, when I came back, the, the, the Asian gentleman was celebrating. Well, because it was that quick of a knockout. In the, in I know. Seconds. I was like, what and- the fuck? It's a bummer because Santiago Ponzanibo hadn't fought in two years. He had some sort of leg infection, turned into a foot fracture, turned into the COVID. And he had been on a seven-fight win streak in the welterweight division. So he goes to the doctor for a bad athlete foot. Uh, He had a leg infection, and then it didn't turn into, but he following, after the leg infection, he uh, broke his foot. in training. That sucks, man. Just a series of unfortunate luck. And then to go out there and just get murked like that, it's an, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. I like hmm. I like Lee Jing Liang. I think he looks like an NPC in any video game, like the yes, guard. Yes, but yes, that means yes, he's a tough motherfucker. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, I like it. I like it's it. exciting to see Chinese MMA explode, right? I mean, that's kind of it's exciting to see any all region. of it. The, the world, dude. Yeah, this is sure. there's. I've said. I said this for years. I believe this has a, the potential to rival soccer yeah. in its inclusivity sure. of the world. Yeah, totally. you know what I'm saying? Because totally. there's everybody, everybody fights. has a tough guy. Everybody, everybody fights. has a tough guy. Everyone uh, has one village of fucking psychopaths that now, don't course, give no fucks. Similar to with Alessio, I would never want to question anybody's. But you're going to. I, you I don't have jacked. a question. No, I just it's not that it's not even the amount of how Jack he looked, but I just have a question. Which he did. He looks shredded. I mean, his abs had abs, dog. But but how does you saw to do testing when these fighters live in China? Because when they go to Thailand, they don't test, right? USADA doesn't operate there. I mean, it's the United States Anti-Doping Association. It's in the That's name. A good question. It's I in the know. name. And I think you got to jump. I think you got to hop on, a, on, a, on the next Twitter interaction with Dana. And we know from Icarus that other countries' anti-doping programs are anti-anti-doping programs, right? Right, right, right. Look at the Russians. And to think that the Chinese aren't doing something like this, come on. Come on. That's foolish. It's, That's just, foolish. it's just, it's foolish to the way the world, because like, right, why would you, especially with something like this, and it's a, a state-sponsored activity, which it absolutely is when they get to this level, they have to get the support of the state. If, if, it, if it seems like you're going to have a low probability of getting caught, it seems like they would do it. Just 100%. 100%. Just, I mean, Right, we know 100%. crime happens when opportunity and a low chance of being caught presents itself. So, 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 okay. But here's the thing: doesn't USADA test them? Also, you're saying for out of competition testing because yeah. they get tested for the event, yeah. right? I mean, I'm sure they get. Yeah, I'm sure as soon as they get within USADA range, they immediately get tested. But when they're in China, training out of their home, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Where's Jeff Nowinski? Someone get on the phone. I'm going to ask around at the gym because I know I can find that out. Sure. You know, yeah. I have a uh, Dennis. Uh, Dennis uh, has some fighters that live in uh, 
in Europe, in other areas, yeah, yeah. you know, but, so, well, so but like, there's got to be like, a way. There's got to yeah, be a way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Because yeah, serious. and then they, yeah, the Italian and the Chinese dude look jacked. I mean, just like if you look at Alessio in his previous fights, he cultivated mass. He looked huge in this fight yesterday. Like it was crazy. Yeah. Like I was so shocked. Um, but now let's move on to the co main event the natural born killer, Carlos Condit, Matt, the immortal one brown. Boys. I, I gotta say, this was a firestorm of a fight. It was incredible. It, w- it was exactly what I thought it would be. Sure. Without a random knockout. Yeah. Um, I didn't think, in my opinion, Condit dominated 100% of that fight. That's just what I think. Okay. I, I don't think that, I think Matt Brown is taking a lot of damage. And I think, honestly, he, his gripe about, you know, uh, the 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 decision is in my opinion was he griping about on, it yeah this morning on twitter he was already saying well, that there's no way he lost round one well i i, I, I so i i would say that because it was a 30 27 this unanimous decision i i i do think maybe it shouldn't have been a 30 27 because i i do think right the control on the ground the way he was able to ground and pound matt brown just got bloodied yeah but he got reversed at the very end of the round for the last 20 seconds it was he still beautiful had, though but, but reversing to an elbow he still had what, four minutes of control on the bottom ground? I don't think it was that long. Three minutes, three minutes and a half? I don't think it was that long. And 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 the other thing, too, is that that's also possibly a strategic mistake because there's a couple of people that can make you look bad from the bottom. Condit's one of them. Totally. You know what I'm saying? So well, I, I, I feel like Matt Brown looked really good on the bottom of that first round, and I feel like in the second and third round, he just got tired. The, the Carlos Condit is just a motherfucker, dude. The and, and, and let me add that I love a guy who still, I think, has a lot of fights left in him, yeah. walk out of his contract with a fight like this. Yeah. It's like a, fuck you, right. motherfucker. He fuck showed how fucking you. game he is. Yes. It was great. It yes. was great. The, uh, yes. His sweep. Can we talk about his sweep that he pulled off on Matt Brown? That looked Beautiful. like a kick, but it turned into, he turned it into a sweep. Beautiful. His, it was it, just... It's everything you want in a Carlos. It was Ponda a classic. Yes. yes, exactly. Yes, you're exactly what I was the, about to the say. The fucking the leg kick, <laughs> the, the overhand the into the fucking. Leg kicks. Yes, yes brother. brother. It was beautiful. I love when he throws that same side uh, lead hook or jab with the same side yep. head kick. Yeah, and, and does that weird, weird yes, head movement. Exactly what you're talking it's about. Fucking awesome. It's, it's, because it's, sometimes it's, when that fails, then he comes with a super hard body shot right. to rectify that stance. Yeah, it, it's cool, it's, man. It was a good fucking fight. It was again. I like seeing him go. On top, because right. you win. And yeah. Jamie's like, well, yeah, but couldn't he resign? I'm like, yeah, but you have to understand this. By the time they fight their contract out, that means they already didn't renegotiate. Otherwise, they would have renegotiated. You never should it's be fighting yeah, yeah. your last fight, you know? So I like it. I like and it. Like, I right, think that... I do think he probably ends up somewhere else just because, unfortunately... He's older. And he exactly. costs a lot. Exactly. I'm just yeah. not sure. Right, that Matt Brown's not a ranked opponent. No disrespect to Matt Brown, but he's not a ranked opponent. No, no, no. That was a good, I mean, it's a good matchup. Yeah, it was a great matchup. It was a great, what felt like a legends matchup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A legends matchup for our sport, and it was great. Yeah, It was wonderful. And they still weren't quite over the hill, so it didn't feel like we were exploiting anybody. It felt like two older gentlemen who were down as fuck to put on an incredible fight, and that's what we saw. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because unfortunately, as much as I love Condit, I don't think Condit is uh, ever fighting for a championship in the UFC at 170. I think that Condit is a nightmare for anybody in the top 10. I agree with that. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? So, but it was was a great fight, man. And then, then, the baptism started. 
bro. Max Holloway. Then the baptism started. The baptism began. And the priest, he came down. I mean, I feel like truly the only thing you can say about that fight is the best is blessed. I mean, Max Holloway, dude. Calvin Guitar said it best in the post-fight interview. If you're not a fan of Max Holloway, you're just a hater. You're 100%. just a hater. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That was, I, I, Jamie, okay. So my wife walked in and right at the end, and she looks at me and I'm like this. <laughs> about to cry. And she's, like, and she's like, are you about to fucking cry? And I'm like, maybe. <laughs> By myself, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) But it was just, I like, as it was going on, especially round three through five, I was like, uh, I I hate to agree with my bald brother, Dana White. I do think that he took more punishment than was necessary. By the third round, his corner should have recognized he was no fucking way he was going to win that fight. And how many punches was that? 200? Right. Well, so... Because he, he got like 450 landed on him, right? So Joe Rogan posted on Instagram, and I took a screenshot because it was the best little comprehensive little record I saw of the amount of records that Max Holloway broke. Let me read you. There's eight of them. He broke eight records last night. Significant strikes landed. He landed 445. The previous record, 290. Wow. Significant strikes attempted. 744 to 515 was the previous. From distance strikes landed, 439. Previous, 281. Significant head strikes landed, 274. Previous was 244. Body strike significant, 117. Previous was 92. Strikes landed in a round, significant strikes landed in a round, 141. Previous was 134. Total strikes landed, 447. The previous was 361. Total strikes attempted, he threw 746, and the previous wow. was 541. Wow. Those are, those are some records. Some of them now, some of those records can possibly be touched by someone else because they're not all that far from the previous. But, I mean, some of those records he shattered, and I'm not sure they'll ever be touched again. The, the, the volume, the combinations, right? It just felt like, right, and maybe in the first and second round, Calvin was able to stick him hard with a couple of counters, but at no point was he able to get going. At no. no point, Max was able to truly make him freeze and just watch him. Just watch him and kind of react and just get pieced up. And the moment he hesitated, Max was like, okay, well, I'll throw another punch. I'll throw another one. Oh, here's here's more. No, no, here's no. more. The, 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 the creativity of the the body work that he incredible. utilized. In the, I think he it was either landed the- so many body shots, dude. I mean, I know Calvin's entire fucking, his liver, his kidneys, yeah. they took a fucking beat down, man. Because you could hear the sound. When he what throws is, that right hook to the fucking body, what a, it sounded like, oh. What does Sensei Johnny say? A little jam in the lemonade? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, and, and it set up so many vicious, Vicious headshots. Yeah. Because when you His get landed like that in the body, you can't help but to bring your elbows yeah. down. And God bless Calvin, man, because I never saw his hands go down. I saw his elbows get forced right. down and his yeah. guard had to drop out of fucking survival. Right. But I didn't see his hands themselves ever drop. 
and he never stopped coming forward. Right. And I don't understand how he kept coming forward after that long elbow that Max was. Oh, doing. I was just about. Let me. You know, that was beautiful. overhand elbow. Like he's throwing a fucking baseball, Max, dude. Max elbows are incredible. I, I, I believe oh, it was either the third word. or fourth round where he had Calvin against Cage, where he just continued to throw a jab, <laughs> elbow, jab, elbow. Oh, let me do hooks to the body, back to the jab, elbow. Dude. Not not only that, Dude. but he kind of has a version Dog. of that that Diaz uppercut, right? That's long, right. you know, kind of like a hook, but he does like an uppercut at a long range, right. and it sets up the cross beautifully. Yeah. And when he is not at range for the cross, he turns it in and step and hook, right? And it cross steps yeah. forward. Well, he it I was mean, just a masterclass. That oblique kick, the oblique combination every time. Yeah, every time. Every time he was like, and, he pumped his brakes. Right, Mac, because Calvin Qatar is, an, is, a, is a fantastic MMA boxer. You have to give the man credit. He's an incredible boxer for MMA. However, Max is so fluid, whether he has his right hand in front, his left hand in front, what, no matter what stance he's in, he can throw everything with precision, with power, with accuracy, no matter what stance he's in. And he just flows. He just and he looked flows. better. Yes. He looked better. He looked better uh, sparring-wise. And exchange-wise, he looked he looked sharper in the mind. Yeah. He looked bigger. He looked a little more jacked in the back, right. like he's taking his time yeah, to yeah. heal up and 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 train. You know, oh. uh, he he. I I that that was so artistic. It reminded me of like other sports, like, like the first time that fucking Tony Hawk did a nine hundred and fucking uh, you know certain snowboarding runs that I've seen Sean sure. White take and fucking sports that are like you know. Like Slash playing the Godfather solo and fucking the the Use Your Illusion tour, right. like just shit that I was like, what the, like yeah. who the fuck, the the mixing up and down and back and forth, it was incredible. I mean, it that, was that's just it was the fifth round where he was turning, talking to the commentators, bro. ducking eight punches. That fifth round where he a literally was like, combo. yes, that was amazing, dude. It was, it was, it was. God bless the UFC, man, because that was the best fucking. Here it is. He, this is here, ABC. This, this is our sport. This is what we do. Here's our big day. We fucking. Here's our big. We have three <laughs> fights on the main card that are all first round finishes. Oh we have two legends of the sport that show you why they're legends and how they're legends, and then you have Max Holloway, and yeah. then you have yeah. goddamn Max Holloway putting on one of the best performances the last two years. Definitely the yeah. best performance of his career, unquestionably. And, and and also, I did want to mention another scoreboard that grew was against the one the one that I hold personally against the streaming quality of ESPN. Congratulations, ESPN! ABC. Yet yeah. another company that Has can out, figure the, out yeah. streaming without yeah. a problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and like, right, we have to talk about what Max is going to go do next because, like, right, Volk is the champ. Honor again, bro. He's lost twice to Volk. Well, here, I don't even want to address that right now. Let's let's stay within the featherweight division, right? Because Volkanovski has Brian Ortega next. And I'm sorry, I just don't... If Brian Ortega can't even touch Max Holloway, and Alexander Volkanovski has done what he's done against Max Holloway, not once, but twice, I'm sorry, Brian Ortega, you're not going to be touching Volk. I know, and this is going to sound cliched, but Alex didn't fight this Max. I know, I know, you're right, everyone. But but trust me, the person we right. saw last night has gone better and better. Is 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 on the Anderson Silva type of realm at its peak. I mean, yeah. this was Matrix shit. I, there's just 
fucking levels. There's fucking yeah. levels. And the level that Max was at last night, I'm sorry, but I don't see Alex or Connor touching him, dude. I mean, I would, I actually give a better shot to Connor just because Connor's so hype about rising to right. this mythical locations so, yeah, and yeah. he does it. So to me, a losing Connor fighting this Max. Yeah. Woo! Because yeah. let me tell you something. I'm very tempted to put a little C note because I'm a, I'm a conservative man. I'm a family man. I got responsibilities. I don't just gamble recklessly. $100 for me to put on betting, which I never do. It's a lot of money. <laughs> but I'm thinking about putting $100 in Dustin. Wow. I, I, I have, listen, I know all the rational arguments yeah. for it. This is not a rational thing. I just think that he's going to be enough of a dog. Sure. And it's very hard. Like, Connor's going to have to keep doing the impossible. And just the, the statistical right. probability of that continuing is... And gotta start diminishing. And Dustin is just so much better than what he was. That too. It's a different fight. What was that? 2014? Yeah. yeah. And right, I mean, Dustin coming off, I think his last fight was against Justin. Yep. Yeah. I uh, I do love Max saying he's staying in Abu Dhabi. Give him a call. We have Max on deck. We have Paul Felder on deck. Ooh, I mean, it's tremendous. It's tremendous. I mean, it's a this beautiful Saturday, right, start of the year, bro. This Saturday, we're going to be having. Like, truly, the lightweights are going to shine. Because, I mean, that Dan Hooker, Michael Chandler fight, that's going to be an incredible fight. I love it. I, that's I, an incredible I, I, fight. I, they, they started the year with fire, dude. Yeah. They, they, you got to give it up. They well, didn't the Wednesday this. card on Wednesday, which starts at 6 a.m., and then the main event, uh, the main card starts at 9, and that is headlined by Michael Chiesa and Neil Magny. Oh, man. Neil Magny, another headliner. That dude is a master of snooze. I call him melatonin. <laughs> That's a funny name. That's a good nickname for him. Because, yeah, you're Neil right. Neil yeah. Melatonin. Well, and, like, right, Magni. Neil Magny doesn't... You're right. He's just not an exciting fighter. I don't think he is. Nah. I like Kiesa, but it's... Uh, yeah, other than that, Ricky Simon's on that card on Wednesday. No, nah, the mullet. Um, Habib's cousin is on that card. He's on the prelims, the second okay. fight on the prelims. So okay, that'll be cool. interesting. So that'll be at like 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so how much of that should I work? All right. Yeah. I mean, it'll be nice. Exactly. It'll be nice to be have fights. I'll be drinking my coffee, el café de la mañana. Me lo tomo. UFC 257. Let's just, can I go down this card with you? Yes, go for it. Go. So I'm probably going to butcher a lot of these names just because where they are. And I'm a lot of Europeans. And a lot of Europeans. So on the early prelims, which is going to be starting at 3.30 on UFC Fight Pass, we have Amir Abazi versus Zalgas Zermagalov. A flyweight fight. We have a catchweight fight against Nick Lentz and Movzar Evaloev. Nick Lentz's game. Uh, feature fight on the early prelims is going to be middleweight bout between Andrew Sanchez against Mahmoud Muradov. Gosh, these names. <laughs> and then the prelims card starts off with Khalil Roundtree making his return to the UFC. Nice, nice. Against Marcin Prochino. Neo, I don't know. Uh, women bantamweight following Juliana Pena versus Sarah McMahon. That's going to be fun. Middleweight battle Brad Tavares, another extreme couture guy against Antonio Carlos Jr. The uh, main, the feature fight of the prelim is going to be Armand Tazar Kion versus Nazrat Hakparasat. <laughs> These names, dude. This is a lightweight belt. And then the main card is going to be kicking off with Amanda Ribas versus Mariana Rodriguez. That should be a good nice. fun fight. That's going to be a yeah. fun fight. Yeah. 
followed by a lightweight battle versus Matt uh, Frivola versus Otman Azatar, I believe is how you pronounce that name. And then we have Jessica I versus Joanne Calderwar in the women's flyweight. And then we have Dan Hooker, Michael Chandler, Dustin St. Connor. They have Jessica I as a feature on that pay-per-view? I believe there were fights to fall out. There had to have been, right? Holy shit. Yeah. Well, good. I mean, that they got to be paying her good money for that. Yeah, you would have hopefully, to Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> you know, hopefully they're making some cash. But that Because, I mean, everybody else, based on, like, their results recently and their fighting makes sense, but... That's awesome, though. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. You could give me a shit show in Conor McGregor right. and Dustin. Now give a fuck up. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'd be happy. I mean, I just I'm so hyped about that fucking fight. But uh, I like the co the co main is Dan Hooker and Michael uh, Chandler. Uh, Chandler. His first fight in the UFC. I can't wait. I'm and- super excited. I haven't been excited. You know what? Last time I was I was this hype about somebody's UFC debut was Justin Gaethje. Sure. Yeah. Totally. And you know, like so- Dan Hooker. <laughs> One of those New Zealand boys. I, what you know, a matchup. Of all what the names that were tossing around, I like that they didn't... Because you know how sometimes they're tossing around all the names yeah. that we're thinking of, and they right. come up with some shit that... Who the fuck is that? I like that we're... Oh, we're going right yeah. into it. Right all right. Into it. And right... Okay. Dan Hooker is a, it's like, it's is like a matchup a nightmare for just about everyone in that lightweight division, especially now that Habib's gone. Especially now that Habib's gone. Yeah. His well, range, his length. His- I, and by the way, I love Chandler-Habib matchup. Just saying. Well, maybe if they do something spectacular. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but before we finish from UFC, I would like to bring up that I did host a little live fight companion stream watch along on Twitch on my Twitch channel. It was a good time. I talked. It was interesting. I had this one dude who claimed he was going to, he had just signed up to fight bare knuckle boxing. Oh, yeah. Uh, BKFC. And let me tell you, the guy was shitting all over Max Holloway and Calvin Qatar. Talking about how their boxing was trash and how if this was boxing, their boxing coaches would be scolding them and how Max Holloway looked like shit and how it wasn't a great performance. Can we find out who this gentleman is in the socials? I will come back to you because I absolutely want to figure this out. I I mean, absolutely I'm just kind of interesting. Of course. He I mean, sounds like, like a, he sounds like an expert and uh, I'm sounded, always looking for expert opinions. He sounded you know? bitter. He sounded bitter. But well, I mean, I'm just one yeah. fan. Yeah, yeah. That being said, he dropped a follow on my Twitch channel. So, what's up, dude? (laughs) He joined the Discord. So, oh, let me bring this up. I created a Children of the Beast Discord. Within that Discord, whenever a new episode of the Children of the Beast goes live on YouTube, it automatically pops up and notifies everyone on Discord. So, it's a little way to kind of be the beginning of forming a little community. So, Discord is like on demand-ish. So, Discord, Discord is, do you know what Slack is? I know Discord is, we used Discord before, but I'm saying from a non-recording base, like if I'm a user, which I've never sure. been, they, they, do I have your shows on demand there? It depends. It depends. So like Discord is, Discord is nothing more but a, a platform that gives you like a little, your own little server that you can kind of customize however you want. So I've customized the Children of the Beast server with, there's some other programs you can integrate with Discord so that it, whenever something gets popped up to YouTube or my Twitch channel, so if I ever, whenever I stream live, it automatically sends in a notification to notify everyone that's inside the Discord. But you also have little chat chat, like uh, 
basically chat rooms. That's that's the best way you can think of it. That's that what I was going to ask you. Last night, your interaction, people weren't talking to you uh, on audio. That you were chatting with Correct. them. Uh, yeah. with so their I, chat was, app I was streaming live. The stream. So, yeah, I was streaming live, talking to the microphone like we are right now. And then I had a little chat bubble, and I had some ha- a handful of friends and a handful of random people who, I mean, anyone that's going to randomly hop into the stream, I appreciate them. I, I'm a big fan because it's nice. Of them. Right, right. So it was a great time. Um, I'm going to continue to keep doing that for the next couple yeah, that's cards, cool. Couple I mean, fights. I mean, again, if two, three people per card hop in and random people, that's two, three more random people that are knowing about the podcast and whatnot. That's yeah, kind of the way yeah. I'm looking at it. Hell yeah. That was great. Uh, that's cool. 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 Was a great time. Well, yeah, we got a good, good week on the, on the, the fight spear. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked about it. This is, this is uh very much uh, an exciting time, man. You know, especially coming off a of fucking election and everything else too. Like, it's, well, in three it's days, nice to find Joe Biden will become officially president. We are recording this and, on, and, January and I'm 17th. back to being terrified. <laughs> I just want it to happen already. Like, it is, it is a little wild to me, right? How much security that is going on on the Capitol, right? I guess it shouldn't be wild to me because of what happened on the six, where I feel like the only people that I see talking about any sort of protests or people coming in, it seems to be the media and kind of top level Democrats where with the six, with the other protests that have happened that were stop the steal protests that were MAGA protests. I felt like there was a lot more public advertisement about that. And maybe that's because Twitter went so hard on locking down so many of these accounts that we're not witnessing this. And you're only seeing these in this real back channels like parlor, which got closed down like gab. I don't know. We'll see because I, I was just listening to our episode that you released, right? 22. Sure. Yeah, released, and, yeah. And, and, uh, and obviously I was completely wrong about the unrest and it got as terrible as you had pronosticated that it would, you know? And, uh, I just never, I just never thought that people were actually that easily brainwashed sure. on both sides because I've seen, to me, I see it on both sides and, I mean, even at work, I have people that only listen to CNN and only listen to Fox. And then there was a tweet that we both liked earlier that said, we need to start, let's, what is it? Let's normalize questioning the integrity of our information sources. That means our chosen ones. So start with questioning the information that you're choosing to absorb, you know, don't be just so willing to like, well, this is what I let in, you know? So a great example of this that happened this last week, did you see the Wall Street Journal article this is what I just said. The Wall Street Journal article talking about how Ivanka and Jared uh, do not allow Secret Service to use their bathrooms in their house that they're living in, D.C., their mansion. First of all, I completely understand if that was the case. Secondly, so, why is that Mayor Eric? So, why is that Mayor a news so, article? Thank you. But the way it was framed was that it, it cost 100 k of taxpayer funding so that Secret Services could figure out bathrooms wherever that was inside the house. Well, Come to find out eight hours after the article was posted. And remember, this is the Wall Street Journal. They had a comment from a Secret Service representative, their PR representatives, that said, well, this is just standard protocol for Secret Service. Secret Service never attempts to use these types of facilities with the people that they're protecting. It's a complete non-story, seemingly written, just to make the Trumps, Ivanka and Jerry, look bad, which they don't need any help looking bad. I mean, let's be real. They don't need the help. Yeah, and this and is yeah, the Wall Street it, Journal. And and what happens if a, if a right winger tries to popularize the, this in a tweet? Are they going to censor him? Most likely, it seems like right. You know, yeah, no, because I I also 
a lot of people agree with you about the Twitter as a, as a uh, basically extending the free speech rights to Twitter. Well, like, right. right? If, I mean, right. If, if free speech is, is, is one of the best examples of free speech, right, is your public square. How is Twitter, how is social media not our digital public square? Yeah. Well, yeah, because I was thinking about it and, and a lot of the way that I discern through the bullshit is through Twitter because yeah. I obviously, I read all the regular. Well, and you can find actual journalists. You can follow not organizations, but the actual people who are writing these things. Mm-hmm. And not only do you get the news as they're writing it, but also you get a sense for them as a person, which is, well, as you said, not, not only that, but you also, you, and the effect that the news is having on regular people because you yeah. can see some people that they only what the effect that their chosen news source is having upon them. Well, and so, right, I was sent the Wall Street Journal article by a buddy, a good friend of mine, who in the last year has been real hot on laughing at Trump and the family and whatnot, and just, which, again, easy to do. I agree with him. But when he sent me the Wall Street Journal thing, I laughed, and I kind of I kind of had your response. Well, like, well, I wouldn't want the Secret Service shitting my toilet either. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind of normal. And then eight hours later, when the article was corrected, and I sent him the article, and I was like, it seems like news organizations just get to write whatever they want about Trump just to make them look bad, no matter whether or not it's true, and people don't care. And he goes, well, Trump shouldn't have been talking shit about the media for so much, which is not the response. I feel like- But see, that's the thing, is that they're playing, that, and that's, that's where it pollutes me, is you're, you're saying the other side is a bunch of troglodytes. But when information is presented to you to get corrected, you're not humble enough and, in, and integrity-driven enough to do it in a positive manner that moves the entire conversation forward, which, by the way, is what you claim your side's about, you know? And, and there's a lot of that where it's like, well, yeah, but still, yeah, but it's... So they're, they're, playing, they're playing like this, uh, like it's not about a score. It's not about tit for tat. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, like it, it just... It unfortunately it justifies just about everything Trump has said about fake news. It, it makes me think about this: like if those, if 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 both sides were in a boat, you know, they both fucking sink. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, like you're not covering up your holes. You know, you you sure you're sure shit good at pointing the holes in the other boat right. over there. Yeah. You know, but but if somebody points out the hole and well, he's like, no, no, we like a we like a light water well, flow like, in this we boat. We talk about we talk about the Democrats being the parties of progressiveness and minorities, right? Why are the Democrats led by Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer then? Two old white people. If we're playing by yeah. their rules, right? If we're playing by Democrat rules, they gotta go. And I think probably the vast majority of people would agree with this statement. I don't think this is a controversial statement. I I, I don't find many people, Democrat or Republican, obviously not Republican, but even Democrat who are fans of Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer. It's just I don't know, man. No, but <laughs> it's know. also it's also it's also the same old story when you see that they're about to transition to the new government, and Nancy Pelosi and AOC are already fucking bumping skirts. Right. Right. Oh, so we're starting Which, now because right. we all, you know. Well, and then can we talk about this? Can we also talk about how the Democrats ran a political or a campaign, the Georgia Senate runoffs, based on this idea of you vote for Georgia Democrat senators here in Georgia, $2,000 checks out the door. Do you know how many, how much the checks are that were announced in, in Joe Biden's I think reason? 600, right? 1,400. Oh. Their reasoning is, well, 
600 plus 1400 is $2,000, obviously. Obviously, we never meant that we were going to send actual $2,000 checks, even That's though... Fair. Even it's not fair, even though when there's messaging as recently as the 14th, so three days ago, talking about $2,000 checks out the door. Joe Biden, quote, $2,000 checks. At the end of the year, when they ask you how much did the president give you, you'll say $2,000. Well, if that's the case, it should only be $200 because we already got money earlier. Oh, but it's a different stimulus. But if we're adding up stimulus money, let's add up all the stimulus money. And we're already closer. So then it shouldn't be He's only adding the ones. He only only adds up the ones he was talking about, bro. (laughs) He won't talk about the other stimulus. He's talking about the two stimulus that he's talking about. So you mean the Trump stimulus? (laughs) So they get to add some of the Trump stimulus. We don't say that name no more. Oh, oh, It's just... Not in this White House. It's... I'm I'm curious to see what, how the 20th end of the inauguration looks out. I've uh... well, especially after I gotta say, I don't say this often, <laughs> but I praise the Department of Justice and the FBI, man. Absolutely, for the way this motherfucker's people. got to work. Right. Right. Were, dude, I the first couple of days, the cynicism got the better of me, and I was like, oh, they gotta get away with it. They, you know, they got the right. technology; right. they should have them already. And then the next day, it's like a hundred people arrested. Right. I was like, oh shit, right. you're not fucking around today. Video, you know, like, the video of the Trump, uh, the Trump supporter at the airport being informed that he's on the oh, no so list. Funny, he's dude. literally crying it's and so wailing funny. like a big baby. Yeah. Now, you know what I love too? The people that are asking for a pardon from him now. It's so fucking funny because they're putting him on the spot. Like he's going to have to address this at some point before he dies. So he's going to have to address whether he responds to these people or whether he doesn't respond to these people. He's going to have to address these people and questions about all of these people. And I'm talking, you heard about the realtor from Texas? Yeah. Yeah. She took a private jet and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, so there's one person at least who's not one of the sad looking ones that he did not like. <laughs> yeah. So now we got the whole range. <laughs> you know, like it's, right. it's, it's it, I, I fucking, well, I'm I like, love right. it. I'm not sure I, I mentioned it. this last week, but it's it's also incredible. Like, right, there's videos of the organizers of the protests of Alex fucking Jones on a ladder trying to direct people away from the Capitol steps. Mm-hmm. Away from no, the, the, I've heard a lot of capital. accounts of people that were like, "Hey, assholes! We're, you know, you're making us all look right. bad." Right. But that basically happens in all of those things. Exactly. It, in it in all like- of those things, there's people that are just there for the cause that right. could be civilized human beings. Right. And there's motherfuckers that well, that's, right, had that's, one too many Red Bulls and got a little too stupid and, and, that's, and high. That's what I brought up last week. Right? Is this could possibly be the end of street protest because it seems like no matter the intention of the organizers, no matter the intention of the protest. It seems like there's going to be some sort of bad agent, regardless of their associate or not, regardless of there's infiltration of Antifa or MAGA or Proud Boys, what, however you want to, however you want to do. Well, no, I mean, it does, it does, there were two, anti, uh, two leaders of BLM protesters who were arrested, who were at the Capitol leading people inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, so I, it, I don't doubt that. I mean, there's always some... going to be agent provocateurs from adversarial exactly. groups that infiltrate exactly. an adversary's group. Right. I don't have a well, problem with that. But the reality, the reality is that this was his people. Sure. This was... Well, and like, it seems like it, it was his people who were dumb enough to just follow these people inside. Listen, an, an MMA will always talk about the Cheeto finger motherfuckers, right? To me, the guy with the fucking bison hat 
in if in my fucking mental dictionary of life, that guy's when I die, insane. when I die, and I think of a Trump supporter, it will be the picture of that guy in my head. Well, he That's your Trump's. I mean, he seems to agree with Trump on some things, but he's also super against for the climate. He was at BLM BLM protest protesting for alongside with BLM. So that guy's kind of all over the place. Yes, but he became the symbol. Sure, I mean, yeah, but the, the symbol, actual person, the symbol, but the actual of, person. Of, he became the symbol of an incident that cost law enforcement lives and could have been, it could have cost even more lives. Sure. An incident in which a president took more than five days to denounce and to actually even check in his vice president, who happened to be in that same building with his family. Right. So to me, it's iconic in the sense that this is a guy who's 32 years old, who's a failed actor, who lives with his mother, who goes on a hunger strike because they won't feed him or That doesn't sound like a Trump jail. supporter, though. That doesn't sound like a Trump supporter to me, though. Someone that is the doing looserness, a, the looserness and the amount sure, of time and the chance. Yeah, but that someone, someone that is protesting for organic that. food, that's not a Trump supporter. That's just not a Trump supporter. No, that's not a Trump I mean, supporter. <laughs> it tells me he's the son of somebody that has enough money to support him at 32 years old and feed him organic food. Clearly. Sounds clearly. privileged. Yeah, clearly. So to me, that 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 becomes sort of like right, but that's like, who has time on their hands to go out and participate sure. in this. This is not a guy that was under the freeway and was like, I know Trump's going to change my life. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and it's funny because, you know, they, they right away, the right wing tries to say, oh, this was, we were infiltrated. We live in a time where all those people have been living a digital footprint. Right. Like, well, and like, right, up. through that digital <laughs> footprint, there does seem to be a small section of people oh, that shit. were infiltrating. That is a fact. It's right, not right, the right, vast right. majority, but, but but that's but in a way that's like an accidental, um, accidental transparency that is resulting sure, sure. from so much social media yeah. fucking interaction and all of that, you know? Because right. it's like you're gonna hide from Twitter. You want to talk shit on Twitter? Twitter knows where you was. You know what I mean? Like, well, and there's and so a bunch of here's, like, a, here's a great point, right? I've seen this f- circling around on conservative Twitter, on fucking Republican Twitter, right? If Trump was inciting violence through Twitter and whatnot, how were Kamala Harris, how were AOC not inciting violence with the BLM protest? Because no one, not as many people died? Is that, is that, is that the line we're drawing? Because, right, I mean, AOC tweeted out a graphic talking about how to protest that included wearing masks, wearing heat-resistant gloves, turning off your location on your phone, and turning off your data so you can't be tracked through your phone in case... And like, right? See, this, see that 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 crosses the line to me. Just I mean, it's the same. Just, yeah. And obviously, yeah. we live in a double standard world, but I mean, that's just a blatant one right there. <laughs> well, and 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 Jack Dorsey's fucking statement, which is such a pussy, it's such a fucking <laughs> what a fucking white knighting fucking virtue signaling bitch. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I mean, oh my God! What is the? I um, wish Liberace was alive to make a man I, out of him. I, I know you. I know you know the name. What is the Twitter chief of security? The one that was on Rogan. Vada. 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 Uh, Goody or Goodvy or yeah. something. She's clearly the one that running shit, right? She's Dick Cheney. I mean, that's kind of what it seems like, right? And that's Jack's kind of the fall too. guy. Because yeah. I mean, yeah. even Jack's statement, he tried to castigate it as if, right? Oh. Us big tech companies, we're not in coordination. I mean, you don't necessarily have to have a phone call to be in coordination. You can just see what the other ones are doing and then kind of follow suit, which especially Twitter seemed to do because it's not like Twitter was the first one to do it. It was Facebook, yeah. it was Instagram, and then Twitter got on. And then it was everyone else that hopped on the bandwagon, all the other big tech organizations. 
Yes, but see, the thing about it is, and I don't know how many use the word indefinitely. I believe it was only Twitter. I believe Twitter was the only one. That's to me, honestly, yeah. I got to be honest with you. I did not expect integrity and genuinity out of these companies. I expected a response of some sort. I believe that to me, in the spirit of good business, they say that a good business transaction is where both parties walk sure. away dissatisfied. Sure. I am okay, therefore, with the way that they handled it, right? Because I partially satisfied. The part where it's partial is that as much as I disagree with a lot of their philosophy, right. I like that they addressed it and they said, you know what? We're going to reassess after he's, a, he's no longer the president. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's a measure response. Right. I may not like the measure they took, oh. but I appreciate that it's a measure response. You know what I'm saying? With Twitter, it's, it, it's worded in such a way that it's like, now I'm waiting on you not to be a pussy about your word. That's right. all I'm waiting on. Yeah, yeah. Because the other ones left the door open to the world is malleable. Listen, I used to hate George Bush. I, he's, I'll say it. He's my favorite fucking ex-president because he shut the fuck up and I never see anything negative. He only comes out to help. Ever since right. he stopped being a president, that motherfucker only comes out to help. He knows how to get he PR. Come out. Yeah. yeah. He, he doesn't come to out to, to like bring attention to himself. Sure. He doesn't get crazy. If he does, we wouldn't know anything about it. He's out right. there. In his, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, I like that, man. Like, like, that's how you ingratiate yourself, regardless sure. of whether at the time I agree with you or not, or what the fuck ever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Dick Cheney couldn't fucking do that. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Like, definitely. Yeah. I mean, Bill Clinton no, no, no. wasn't able to do it. Bill Clinton wasn't able to do it. Barack Obama is seemingly he's, not able to do it. it. But he's a little louder. Barack, I mean, he, he, Barack likes to downplay that he yeah, likes the attention. Yeah, I, and it's not, I'm right. I mean, like, whereas George Bush isn't so much commentating on current events and actually affecting things, you absolutely have to acknowledge the fact that Obama does. Yes, but also it's measured. It's George, a measured I, response. It's a measured response. Yes, because I think George Bush is measuring the fact that he knows whether he acknowledges or not. He the the history will view him as responsible for many events that we're still dealing with right now. Yeah, yeah. you know, sure. And, and so, in a way, to me, his being out there the way Obama is would be flaunting the fact that he got away with it, sure, or that he did it, right. And I've yeah. actually read in certain pieces uh, of journalism that he has a lot of regret about a lot of things I mean, that went down in that time frame. As, as you know? he should, right? Like, I mean, he seemingly because again, and that's instigation it. to lead us into war. Well, as you should, because you're a growing human being and a yeah. man yeah. that at some point acknowledges that maybe some of the courses that you took were not the best well, courses like, that right, you this, should have taken. This is kind of like the other tweet that we both like that is kind of similar to the other one, right? It's like normalize looking at yourself six months ago and kind of cringing. Yes, yes, That's yes, yes. Looking at yourself yes, six months ago and cr yes, cringing because yes. you want to grow. You want to be better than you were six months, day by day. Not yes. even six months, but day and by day. And even if you're daily. super confident, challenge yourself to find something cringy from six yeah. months ago. Let's say you're super actualized. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like right. the spirit. Yes. Yeah. You know? So, and, and I think that Trump's going to have a hard time even fucking considering doing something in, in the vein of a George Bush or in the vein of a Barack Obama no, or anything Trump like gonna, that. We're, we're going to see the creation of some sort of Trump media thing. Yeah, but, but see, at this point, how does he keep fans? Let's talk about his brand. 
I mean, the brand's falling apart. The brand's falling apart, right? <laughs> I mean, I've never been pro you know against this brand. You know how this he does brand it? doesn't I, exist you. in my world. Let me you know hit you with how he does it. <laughs> the Apprentice comes back. Oh, man. I mean, the TV but network has to carry it. That's the big touches thing. Touches it. Who touches That's the it, thing. Bro. But if someone does, are you kidding me? Are you telling me you're not going to watch the former president rekindle his apprentice show? Are you that a huge network is going to have to radically change all of its programming to completely not cater to half of America that's going to disagree with them putting him on? Or he just makes it on his own network again. Yes, but here's the interesting Throws thing Throws it online. That. Throws he it may, online. He may. He may. As long but, as it's Amazon. But we're talking about a time where down. the brand the brand is... Uh, Crumbling. It's it's immune deficient right now, this brand. If COVID got there, it's, it's got dead. The virus. <laughs> this brand got the virus. <laughs> so, and so, how does a guy that never put his own money into ventures raise capital to build a brand so that right. he can continue to be the loud mouth that he is. Well, I'm like, Who's right. What a pay for that. One of his biggest financial supporters, Sheldon Adelson, just died. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, you know, an amazing Las Vegas. Whether you like him or not politically, what sure. he did in this town was amazing. Yeah. What he did for gaming was amazing. What he did for the hospitality industry was amazing. And, you know, he's responsible for a lot of, yeah. lot of charitable organizations here Absolutely. in the Las Vegas Valley. So yeah. also uh, trying to balance out all the stuff. Uh, while we're at the obituary, Roy Horn passed away as well. I mean, Siegfried. Yeah, I did Roy. see that. Yeah. One yeah. of them. Another Vegas. One another died Vegas last great. year. Yeah. The another guy that got attacked dead. by a tiger last, yeah. last year. That was Roy. Uh, I think the Siegfried COVID. died. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Siegfried died. Yeah. Yeah. Very sad. But he's, I didn't realize he was that old. 89? Yeah. Yeah. He made, he made it a long time. Damn, dude. dude. He made it a long time, you know? But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, it's going to be interesting. I just don't know how he does that because he's going to have to put his own money into shit. And right, right now... I mean, he's radioactive for loans, yeah. for banks, for, for real estate, for, for fucking development, for, you know. Uh, I mean, even you now he's into it with the Rudy. And Rudy's done throwing his career away for this dumb motherfucker. Rudy I mean, was then, beloved. Rudy was beloved in America. And now yeah, he hated through all that 9-11 America's sympathy. Mayor. America's all mayor. All that 9-11 sympathy. He just pissed it down the yeah. toilet. Yeah. Looking like an insane person. Looking like an insane person. It ran down the toilet much in the way that his hair dye ran down his chin. Right. You know? Just, ah, it's crazy. It's it's so crazy. Is this, can this be the conspiracy part of the podcast? We're an hour in. I have a conspiracy for you. you. Well, a couple actually regarding uh, political procedures. And then we can get into my conspiracy theory. Yes. Uh, So with impeachment. Sure. What does this mean? So I saw floating around on Twitter that him being impeached, uh, it would prevent him from getting the president's pension and some of the Secret Service detail. And I believe that got debunked. I believe that's not actually the case. Okay. Um, but 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 they, I mean, they voted for impeachment. That doesn't mean they're going to go through with it. I mean, he already. I mean, they already voted for this once before. They've already voted to impeach him right, once before. But the then isn't there supposed to be like a judge? Then there would What's be a Senate the trial. Time? Right. The Senate would be this. The Senate holds the Senate trial to. And he has to testify in front of the Senate? I mean, if they ever hold it. And I just. Right. It doesn't seem like that is going to happen like it didn't happen the first time. Now, so, so, so now the Democrat. Ha- so if it stops now, what's the repercussion of the impeachment? I don't believe it's, there's any. I it's mean, just history and tarnishing him, right? I guess. I guess. It makes it makes the Democrats feel better. It makes them. It's a Does it prevent him from running in twenty twenty four? I don't believe so. I could wow. be wrong. I could be wrong, but I don't believe so. Interesting. 
Yeah, I would have to I would have to do a little bit more research just because uh I I kind of didn't do any of that sort of research just because I felt like it was very unlikely for it to follow through entirely. Mm-hmm. Just like it didn't the first time. Right. It, right. it, it truly just seems right in my head this is a distraction to get people not talking about the stimulus package and not talking about how Biden lied and isn't doing for, is doing $1,400 checks versus $2,000 checks. Right, right. It just seems like a distraction. That That's truly what it feels like to me. So in that regard, I haven't really given it much thought. Now, gotcha. if it does happen, which, right, the Democrats do control the Senate here now, we'll see. Hmm. Hmm. Because you know who been quiet for like a couple of months? It's like... This like has been real quiet for a couple of months. Like he's waiting for everything to die down. He did his part. I'm interested. Interested to see. He hasn't really had like press conferences or updates on Corona. Yeah, he has. He had one last week. Oh, I didn't see it. Yeah. He extended but the pause. I mean, he everything. extended the pause. And you know how they were doing the tier, the different tiers for uh, vaccinations? I did not. Okay, so they were doing... Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, first responders first. Yeah, whatever. they were doing a tier system where each tier has different categories. Well, they modified it after... They're still in phase... I believe the phase one of the tiers was like first responders and medical professions and whatnot. And then I believe it's going to go into two different lanes of categories of different people that can start to apply for vaccination. The first lane cool. being uh, older people over 65 with underlying conditions. And then the other lane is going to be various types of frontline workers, right? Like I know people at my college, for example, because they're on campus face-to-face. Grocery store people, maybe. Like I know for early education, any teacher from early education, from pre-K all the way up to 12th grade, you in this, now in this new lane, when they, I I don't believe it started, you'll be able to get um, a vaccination. So I've already reached out to the Nevada health district talking about how, well, I'm a preschool teacher. Shoot me up, dog. Give me that vaccine. That would make yeah, my yeah, life I'm in, I'm in, so I'm much easier. I'm into, I just, that would make my good, life so good. much easier. I uh, I understand if you maybe have some reservations around the vaccine, but I still think for the vast majority of people, you should still probably fucking get it. Look, science science is saving my son. And I had the COVID and I was lucky well, enough not to get it to anybody else. Yeah. And, and there was people in my house right. that, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not a fucking... Uh, uh, Biologist, and I don't know really. I have a very light understanding of how viruses work, but I know I could have gotten people sick, you know. So to me, I just I didn't get polio, and I know I got vaccinated for that. Right, so that worked. Right. You know what I mean? But like, like, right, like there are unfortunately stories, and like it does seem to be a small, very small percentage of families right. that do get affected by the adverse side effects of the vaccine. And right, the it seems to me the biggest argument against the vaccines is that. Because it was rushed so quickly through Operation Warp Speed, we haven't been able to see the long-term effects, which might be a valid concern. However, my argument is that literally every doctor, literally every nurse I personally know is getting the fucking vaccine, wants that shit as quick as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to listen to the medical professions in that regard. (laughs) I'm smart enough to know when I'm not smart enough. And if you're a civilian, and if you're a civilian that is concerned about the long-term effects unknown of the vaccine, then I need to have a conversation with you about how much sugar and how much fucking cigarettes sure. and how much fucking caffeine and how much goddamn preservatives you eat in all your fucking food. Cause perhaps you're on the right track, but your priorities may be a little bit tipsy topsy. Yeah. You know what absolutely. I'm absolutely. Tipsy. Um, tipsy sorry. Topsy. I'm trying to, I'm trying to look to see what would happen if he gets impeached. And it's talking a lot about how, like, 
It's just talking about how he may be disqualified from the benefits given following to presidents once they leave office. But it doesn't I mean, seem really anything. the biggest one is the Secret Service. Which I argue that's probably the most important that he should retain. Fuck yeah, it is. I, There's a lot of people that hate him. I mean, I, I'd be I'd be concerned without one, you know, because there's nothing. I don't know. I don't know how the resources of a billionaire compared to the resources of the federal government when it comes to keeping you alive. Right. I would imagine that the federal government probably a little bit better. Has, more yeah, you know what I mean. Like, but I'm just a civilian here, so I don't know. So I'm reading a Bloomberg article from uh, six days ago talking about what would be the point of impeachment if Trump, if by the time, right? Because the Senate, it would have to do a Senate trial, and by the time that process would happen, I mean his term ends in three days. His term ends in three days. So it's not like, right, typically if he were to be convicted by the Senate, he would be immediately removed from office. That's why Richard Nixon resigned. He was impeached, but he never actually got convicted by the Senate that removed him. He resigned before that could happen. Gotcha. Um, but there's not enough time for them to impeach him. Though. So should he Unless be, they did it like on um, fucking Monday. Well, it, it can still happen following the inauguration. It can still technically happen following the inauguration. And right, if it's convicted by the Senate, according to this article... Senators could also choose to vote to disqualify him from serving in future federal office. And that would only take a simple majority. Majority. Oh, shit. So that's what, where we're going with this. Guaranteed. Possibly. Um, it, sound, it looks like the House says done 60 impeachment proceedings, voted to impeach 20 individuals, 15 judges, one senator, a cabinet secretary, and three presidents. Um, of that group, eight judges were convicted and removed from office by the Senate. Three of those judges were disqualified from holding office again. That was, The last time that happened was in 2010 from a judge who was accused of taking bribery. If impeached by the House and convicted by the Senate, Trump could lose could lose many of the benefits afforded to the former presidents. Um, it... So it says experts point out that Congress could try to amend the law to make sure that Trump loses his benefits. So it truly doesn't seem like, from my reading, right, it seems like it's all theater. It seems like it would be all theater to do this because it doesn't really seem like, right, just by virtue of gaining the conviction, that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to lose all this. The Senate would have to go through more. And at that point, it just seems like theater. He's already out of office. Let's fucking do something more beneficial with our time, Congress. Come on. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Now, if well, people find it to be necessary to, to go through this process so that he can't run for 2024, maybe. Maybe that makes sense. The other question I was going to ask you, the pardoning. Can he just pardon as many people as yep. he want? That's presidential power. Yep. So he could literally pardon everybody that got arrested in this and yep. himself still yep. and his whole yep. family. Um, I saw maybe like a week ago that there was an argument that, right, he was in a position, in a relative position of negotiating power with Trump or with Pence, where why not just agree with Pence that if I resign right now, you're going to give me pardons as president for me and my family. So that way there's a kind of like a second degree removal of not, he's not pardoning himself. He's not pardoning his family. But my understanding that he's absolutely does have that power. It's just, he has three days to do it. And from what I've read, it seems like there's going to be a series of pardons that are coming out. Like, right, I think Lil uh, Wheezy is one of the names. There's like a couple of rappers who are potentially on the list to get pardoned. But uh, it also feels like, right, if he was going to do it, like with Snowden and Julian Assange, wouldn't he have already done it here in the last 15 days, 10 days? So I don't know. If, I don't know if we're going to see anything happen, right? And like, right, 
Um, he did pardon Jared Kushner's dad, Charles Kushner. His yes, dad was already talking shit about Trump and how he was a horrible person for leading the insurrection against the Capitol. So yeah. I don't know. That that's might the thing is sour that, the taste for him to for, to give more pardons when clearly that, people that, are already. That's why all his. That's why all the all the all the like forecasting of his future endeavors has me so sickle because I've never seen a person of prominence that incites less loyalty in my life. Sure. Yeah, people are jumping Ever, like rats. dude. Ever, rats man. Rats the sink and I shit. I mean, even Tom Likas had fucking his diehards. And you know what I mean? Like, people that people find, Alex Jones, yeah. that find yeah. out Avery or whatever. Like, they have, this guy seems like there is, like, he expects everybody's loyalty out of sheer admiration while doing nothing to be a, a redeeming human yeah. being. You know what I mean? For. Yeah, man. And at the same time, he basically advertises how disloyal he is historically, which is fucking nuts to me, man. Like your sons still have to live in this earth. You know what I mean, dude? Like what the fuck? (laughs) So I don't know, man. It's, it's, I'm glad. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm shocked. I read, uh, I listened to the interview of uh, one of the Capitol, the Capitol police officers that was caught up in the mom and, it's uh, it's it's fucking crazy. People need to realize, just hopeful, like the the way they, the way they're playing both sides against each other is fucking nuts, man. You know, and it's working on the most volatile, less intelligent Americans. Yeah, yeah. You know, Clearly. I don't know why that is. That the most volatile are the least intelligent. Like it's, I think you just answered your question. (laughs) I mean, it's because they're the least intelligent. Holy shit, right? It's like uh, Mr. Miyagi say, "Karate here, or karate here, karate here, karate never here, never here, man." Come on, oh my god, Um, oh fuck. So can I hit you with my conspiracy theory? Yes, do it. This is right. So three days is the inauguration, right? I don't know. You have you seen the amount of serious defense and like fear from like any sort of thing that's going on in DC happening, right? Like they're building 12, they had eight foot walls surrounding the Capitol. They just replaced them with 12 foot walls. DC currently has security checkpoints where your average DC uh, citizen, your resident, your average DC resident, my understanding is that they get stopped there are locations, there's like military checkpoints where there are areas where there's some areas where you can't go through. So, apparently, the Biden transition team has a fear that there are members of the National Guard who support Donald Trump and are going to try to kill Biden at the inauguration. Wow. So You're kind of blowing my mind, dude. So, Joe Biden and his team have already asked for the Secret Service to interview agents and actively demote ones that seem to have loyalties with Trump. This is coming from The Guardian. This is not some new, like, conspiracy fringe website. Holy shit. Pelosi is claiming that uh, this is coming out of the Federalist, which is a Republican-leaning, a conservative-leaning uh, news organization. Yeah, yeah I know, but, I know. Yeah. But that, that, that doesn't mean these aren't quotes from Nancy Pelosi. Right, like, right. right. Nancy Pelosi is stoking fears that members of Repu- Republican members of Congress are going to be bringing guns to the inauguration. Yeah, I saw that. And the army absolutely has just confirmed that 
They have, they're starting to screen National Guard members for support for Donald Trump. So the conspiracy is, right, the deep state, they're going to take out Biden and we're going to have Kamala Harris day one, baby. <laughs> That's my conspiracy theory. Hopefully. No. Yeah, I, mean, not. I like it. It's I'll pretty, tell you it's what. Super, it's I'll super tell you heavy what. idea conspiracy for no, sure. No, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Most of the time, a conspiracy theater sounds preposterous from the second word in. Right. This makes perfect sense. Now, I think that if there is a deep state, which I don't discount because it makes perfect fucking sense too, they're too smart to cause the unrest that that would cause at this particular sure. time. Yeah. Maybe. Plus, if you can kill him now, you can kill him whenever. Well, I'm like, right, like if, if you had to take an over under on Joe Biden being in office two years from now, I'm going with the under. Personally, well, me, I, I, I'm going I, with the under, I and I think, think so. And I think we'll I have a think president so. I Harris. Think he has access to the best healthcare on earth. No other human on earth, sure, has access to better healthcare, and 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 I think that I think that the powers that be, whatever you think, whether it's a deep sure. state or whatever, right. need a stabilizing of things because we lived a level of unrest that is very similar. I do honestly believe that what happened was similar to to Germany. I do. I do see it that way. I think that people got lied to to the point of enraging to a level that I've never seen before. Sure. And I think that we need some settling up for people to start baselining themselves again. Because yeah. everybody went too hard. Everybody went too far to their thing. And 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 the reality is that they just played into the hand of 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 the 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 of those powers. Right. Yeah. You know, so uh, uh, I mean, that's my conspiracy theory for that episode. (laughs) I think what's smart, I think the smart money is on stabilizing everything so that money starts flowing again. Sure. Yeah. How many of those powers that be are losing their dicks off here in Las Vegas? Right. For instance, you know what I mean? There's a lot of factors in that, you know, and you'd be surprised how many companies that are huge to us are just part of a slice of the pie of some of those powers. Yeah, absolutely. You know, shit has to start fucking rolling mm-hmm. again. And then we'll have disagreements and they'll get back to a right. place of discord that doesn't have to be so hostile, so antagonistic, and so stunting of the fucking movement. Because right. everybody stopped, not sure. just some people. Everything yeah. stopped, you know? And and uh, and the reality is that as far as the the... I do still believe, okay? And this may be naive. I still believe that the racist whites are the minority. I do. I just think that that they have the most tools to mobilize and organize and find each other than ever before. This used to be underground blogs and websites that only some people knew that told only some people. Well, now it's it's on Twitter and it's in real time. And we are in an unprecedented time. And to correct myself and what what you had said about Twitter, you know, I support him now because I support free enterprise. But I think that if there is an argument to be had regarding that with one of the social media platforms, the beginning definitely right. would be Twitter. Well, and like it's it's incredible it, it, to me how many other foreign countries, foreign country leaders looked at what happened to Trump on Twitter and were like, well, that is that this is alarming. This is alarming. This is interesting. This is not good. Angela yeah. Merkel, Poland, Mexico. Like it's not great. Not great, yeah. Bob. Now, yeah. I would like to counter my conspiracy theory because, right, 
I feel like we almost need like a palate cleanser. So can I tell you about this cool thing that I learned that very smart people do like Thomas Edison, Albert Einstein, Nikola Tesla as part of their process of being so creative and great? Hit me. So I'm, hold on, let me. Ah, oh, man. You, 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 no, because I'm going to mispronounce it. it so well. If, I'm, if I don't fucking look up the word, I'm not going to be able to pronounce the word well. So hold on. Man, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's okay. We'll just edit this part out as I search for it frantically. I have um, I have two things that I have to bring up before three before we wrap. Okay. All right. Here we go. So, like I said, oh my god, open the article, open the article, open the article, open the article. Loading my internet. God damn, is that the computer you built all slow like that? It's my, it's this fucking website, dog. I hate you. You're so rude. None of this will be left in the. There we go. Hold on. You shouldn't have gone with that AMD okay. processor, bro. So it is pronounced. You're so stupid. You're, you're out of your element, Donnie. You're completely out of your element. You're out of your element, buddy. You're out of your element. Do you have an AMD processor? Of course I do, because AMD makes the best processors right now in this the day and age. In general. Oh, yeah. In general. Again. I just had very bad luck with them. Oh. Yeah. The only ones that have gone out. You know, you sound like, what you sound like is when Ricky was telling me prior that the UFC ABC card wasn't going to be good. And Max Holloway and Calvin Guitar wasn't a main event worthy fight. Well, that's crazy. He's a crazy man. No, but- I've actually had experience with AMD fucking processors that go out on me and devices that should not. Well, let me, yeah. let me, let me get anyway, us our palate cleanser, right? So this is called the Hypnagogic, H-Y-P-N-A-G-O-G-I-C state. So, right, as you know, well, I don't know if you know, but sleep, when you fall asleep, you have four different cycles of sleeping, correct? Did you know this? Right. So the idea is, is that as you're falling asleep, you're in that first stage one. So what Thomas Edison, Albert Einstein, Nikola Tesla, Salvador Dali. Edison was famous for falling asleep. Same with Albert Einstein, falling asleep in their chairs in the middle of the day, taking 20, 30 minute work, working naps. And they would mm-hmm. hold something in, the, in their hand. Edison had a pair of steel balls that he would hold in his hand. And as he's falling asleep, thinking kind of just abstractly about whatever problem he was facing, as he was falling asleep, his hands would relax and the balls would drop to the ground. So as he woke up and the balls dropped to the ground, he would either have, oh, I guess back then you would have a notebook or in current day you would have a voice memo recorder and you would want to record whatever you whatever came to your mind in that moment and then reassess that in a couple of days with a fresh set of brain and fresh set of eyes. That is my cal- palate cl- cleanser. I'm going to start trying it. I think it's cool. I think it's a cool idea. I don't uh, take a lot of naps during the day, so I don't know how that's going to be, but... Well, uh, no, but so, so you know how I've been wearing the whoop. I'm like on the second yeah. year... Of wearing the whoop, I uh, it, my whoop tracks all four stages of sleep as well. Gotcha. Uh, and there's different uh, recovery that happens in each sure. stage of yeah, sleep, yeah. and that's how it does its algorithm to figure that out. So that's part of my thing for this whole year is taking care of like making sure I'm sleeping enough, and I, I've been changing the way that I do things around. But one of the things that I have noticed and that I do notice that happens to me all the time is. Um, Shit that I don't understand or that I have to f- figure out, like problem solving, right. nags me, right? Yeah. And I go to sleep thinking about it. And oftentimes, the the response 
bleeds into whatever I dream about sure. or something yeah. like that. But there's several things in life, creative and non-creative that I figured out. Uh, cause I, to me, everything's creative because problem solving has to be creative because yeah. It's and solve the fucking problem. Yeah. So you got, you know what I mean? Yeah, so to me, that's no side. different than writing a song or right. then uh, drawing something or, or, or. Yeah, it's a creative a process. It's a creative yeah, yeah, process. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing. And because I wake up so early and I do cardio, mm. oftentimes that mixes with a serotonin sure. and the edibles that I eat in the morning <laughs> and a half hour into an intense cardio session, shit hits me. Gotcha. It's, it's. Yeah. Yes, it's so very, it's almost very, like your own little version of what I just described, which I'm not going to a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, I have woken up with the answer, yeah, that like where it has come in my dream, sure. like oh my god. But oftentimes, especially with uh, when it's more relationship based shit, or if I have to deal with a difficult customer or something, Hypnog- like that, the answer to how to hypnagogic without feeling like I'm stifling myself, which feels like I'm swallowing fucking right. nails, it happens in that order. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. I'll. Think about it. I'll sleep. I'll get right. good rest. Yeah, yeah. And then wake up so early that by the time that I almost awake and I'm running already. Right. And then serotonin starts yeah. fucking pop lacking. It's, it's cool. So but, I learned um, about that this week and I thought it was really interesting because like, right, cool. you have these, I mean, these innovators, these once in a lifetime type innovators who all seem to do the similar technique in their own different way. And I think yeah. Yeah. if you can establish a pattern between these incredible minds, you should see what see what yeah. it's like. See what it's like for yourself. See what happens. Yeah. So there you go. I, I, Here's my palette. There's, it, it's a lot. I, I find looking into that, uh, I like, as you know, I like reading biographies, yeah. right? And at the time, I, I only wanted to know what the specific process for a specific thing was that a person took, such as like reading a guitar player's uh, sure. biography. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to see like what path they took to do whatever totally. it is that they did. And eventually that transformed into me realizing that the similarities that people had that have become great at something that there's a lot of similarities in between that. And then eventually you distill it to the most successful people in the world, like Warren Buffett and like a lot of people, you know, and, and there's a lot more correlations like that. Well, right. I mean, life is a series of patterns. If you can identify patterns that seem to be more effective, why wouldn't you want to try to establish those same patterns within your own life? That just seems sick. And and the thing about it is that they don't all share all of them, but they cross a lot. Like if each one has five, there's like three that they share. You know what I'm saying? Like, but so here's my conspiracy. And I didn't, I didn't check it before. What do you think? Okay. I checked the conspiracy. I brought up this whole point okay, of good, conspiracy. Good. So <laughs> we got to look into this beasts. Let's Google it. Cause like I said, I'm not coming at this as a fact. So is, just this, not, is this why we need this, Ricky as our guy in the chair, being able to Google things and talk to us on chat while we're doing this podcast? Maybe we do. Maybe we got to, we'll, we'll, we're going to talk about this because of the, the other things. Right. But, okay. So Susan Rosenberg. I don't even know who Susan Rosenberg is, dude. Okay. Sentenced to 58 years for the bombing of the U.S. Senate wing of the Capitol building in 1983. She serves serves seven years. She's pardoned by Clinton. She's now in charge of fundraising for the BLM. How come that's not popular if it is in fact true? She's probably not on the no-fly list. I'm I'm on Snopes. So uh, Snopes says this is a mixture. What's true? Susan Rosenberg has served as a vice chair of the board of directors for Thousand Currents, an organization that provides fundraising and fiscal sponsorship for the Black Lives Matter global movement. She was an active member of revolutionary left-wing movements whose illegal activities included bombing U.S. government buildings and committing 
armed robberies. What's undetermined? In the absence of a single universally agreed definition of, quote, terrorism, it is a matter of subject determination as to whether the actions for which Rosenberg was convicted in prison, possession of weapons, and hundreds of pounds of explosives should be described as acts of domestic terrorism. Snopes, what are we doing here, guy? Snopes, what are we doing here, B? That's called sucking only the left nut. You gotta, you gotta suck nuts. But this was only on the left. That's you are left testicle suckers. Nope. Analysis: Thousand Currents is undoubtedly very close to the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation, a Delaware registered entity that is one of the leading formal embodiments of the broader Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. The Thousand Currents website outlines the relationship between the two entities. Quote: In 2016, BLM approached this company to create a fiscal sponsor agreement. Because they're Thousand Currents is a 501c3 organization, yeah, they're able to have filters in your money transferring, of course, to enable BLM to fulfill its mission. Interesting. Well, right. I, I don't think this is all that crazy of a conspiracy theory, right? It's like some of the heads of like the actual BLM organiz, organization. It's only a conspiracy because I read it on Facebook by a guy that I thought would have like been <laughs> a little more radical about it. It's so all I was wondering because I was like, it makes sense. Again, my radar tells me makes sense, but I don't know. I got to look it up. And then when it's worded the way that Snopes words it, I'm like, I read it between the lines. So we're minimizing well, right. what this really is. Yeah, right. Okay, and like, yeah. right, we we know, you know that there's right. rounds of ammunition I have in this house. <laughs> Wait, not, what? Not 100. Not, I don't have 100 rounds. I don't of have a pound. A single pound. <laughs> Half a pound. A, a gram. I have a gram of explosives. Uh, Let's talk about the other thing. Positive well, marijuana tech. Well, give me a second, because, like, right, I just want to jump off this, like, right, we know the BLM organization, the original, several of the original co-founders of the organizations are self-proclaimed Marxists. They call themselves Marxists, right? I I mean, these are quotes. That's not surprise me, you know, but I just never looked into it. Oh. And, like, right, like, I think a lot of, maybe not a lot, but I do think some, I would say, intentionally, intellectually honest conservatives are willing to make the distinction between BLM the organization and BLM the movement because I do think there is an I do think there is a distinction and I think that is the intelligent honesty integrity way to look at that yeah they co-opted it yeah the so, radicals. Ahead, yeah so I don't know if that's really a conspiracy theory that just I mean Snopes kind of it's interesting it, though like. it's interesting right? though when you yeah. snope it you know so uh the positive marijuana test no longer violates uh anti-doping policy which, no shit. <laughs> what yeah, does that true. even mean? Does that mean I can smoke just not today? So that means you can smoke at any point, just not uh, prior to a fight. It's bullshit, man. Well, I, uh, I don't think I, that just should matter. What do you mean? It doesn't matter anymore. Even if I smoke during the fight, if I took an edible before the fight, and I whoop your ass. Then what? Um, I think during the fight, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. No, I think during the fight, I think that's a little bit more justifiable. And I think now we're with marijuana in the UFC, we're approaching a no shit Sherlock fighters shouldn't yeah. be penalized for fucking out of competition use. Yeah. Another one, Ryan Hall, Dan Ige. That's a great fight. I Dude, love nobody that wants to fight Ryan right? Hall and Dan Ige gonna come but, in. Fuck yeah, he's like, fight. let's go, bitch. That's yeah. so tight, right? Yeah. I'm hyped about that. Fight, and like, right? I think it's so fucking Ryan cool. Hall does not fit your stereotype idea of what a UFC fighter is. Nope, he doesn't. Nope. And because of his ground he's, game, he's able to get away with some not so impressive stand up. 
I love it. Yeah, I that's going to be a good fight. I love it. I think it's great. So, but that's it. That's all I got for, for, for this for this week. I love it, though. Yeah. I'm excited. The, the year's finally, like, on track, I think. Right, yeah. No? yeah. Like, we're on a different track. Yeah. I mean, who knows right. where, where this, this fucking train's going. But it's different than last year's track. Sure, yeah. Let's see. I just... I just really hope nobody else fucking dies over this dumb shit. I mean, I guess we'll have an update next week, right? I mean, listen, <laughs> we'll wherever your fucking, wherever your particular political leanings go, um, I think it should be universally agreed upon. Uh, Donald Trump's not worth dying over. That's all. Big facts, dude. No politician, not just Donald Trump. No politician. Listen, I don't, don't want to. Yeah, but sometimes no you really. the rock. You insert. Exactly. Thank I mean, you. No person, Sometimes you insult the you family. insult the ruck and a, and a forty year old cries. I want to just start with Donald. We'll and, work our way to the rest of the people. And even no with one's family, I mean, like right, like some family members. We don't have to name any names. Wouldn't even help a brother bury a dead body, and that's <laughs> fucked up. That's <laughs> fucked up. No family loyalty. <laughs> yeah. No. But uh, but yeah, that's all I want to say. Is listen, wherever you believe is fine. Donald Trump's not worth dying over. Everybody loves it. And I think that's inarguable. <laughs> with all the respect, with all the respect, Donald Trump's not dying, worth dying over. Never. That, that, that's all I'm going to say. Never. I don't want to be controversial. I don't think that's a know? controversial statement. I really don't. I hope it's not, at least. I hope it's you not. You never know. I hope it's you not. You never know. <laughs> well, this has been episode 24 of Children of the Beast. You know what this means? In two episodes, we have done six months worth of episodes. It's very cool. It's very exciting. Very cool, it's very exciting. Very cool. Yeah, so yeah. thank you again for everybody for listening. Please tell a friend. If you tell a friend or no, if you tell two friends and they tell two friends and they tell into continuing the train, it's exponential growth, baby. That's what we need. Follow the show on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. The video version lives on YouTube. Like, subscribe, comment, do all the things that you need to do. I don't need to say this. You already know you're going to do it. You've already done it. And then you're going to go tell a friend. Thank you, everybody. Uh, oh, plugs, social media plugs. Uh, you can follow Carlos at Wolfchild1980, Twitter, Instagram. You can follow me at under, Andrew underscore the hut with two T's, Twitter, Instagram. And I'm going to start using my Twitch account a little bit more. And that's the same name, Andrew underscore the hut. Come hang out with me in fights. It'll be a good time. <laughs> well, and we're going to evolve it. Eventually, we'll do. Like, like, yeah, eventually we're gonna have the testing. ability. Yeah. Eventually, yeah, we're gonna yeah, have the yeah. ability we're gonna to evolve. like live this is the year, and whatnot. The beast evolves this year, motherfuckers. We have a tea, we have, we have something very special in the works about our visual aspect of the program yeah. that I'm very excited about that we'll be releasing here in the next week or so. I'm very excited yeah. about that. Yeah, but this is I'm been- working on shit. I ran behind because of the Rona, but it didn't get me down. That's the most important part. <laughs> well, this has been the children of the beast. We love you, little beast. Have a great rest of your day.